Welcome to They Mostly Podcast at Night, episode 116, Phenomena. This podcast will make your skin crawl. Mmm, I like that. Makes my skin crawl on a daily basis. In a good way. Eh, good, weird, the same, right? Same. <laughs> Absolutely. Good equals weird. Weird <laughs> equals good. Hey, Chaos. Hey, Carnage. What's up? Not much. We're like 30 miles away from each other still. It's sad. I know. Someday we'll be back it. together. <laughs> Someday. <laughs> Someday. And then, like, we'd launch into like. Someday, what is that song? Prince will come. Yeah, or or like or like, what's that song from Fievel? I don't know. Like, I've never seen Fievel, so you got the wrong co-host for that one. Oh no, that's fine because I hate Fievel. So. Oh okay, good. I'm like, uh, I'm not upset about. Why that. are we friends? <laughs> no, believe me, Fievel was not good. Be be lucky that you you're lucky you didn't see Fievel. Is it Fievel goes down under or Fievel goes west? Fievel goes west. Fievel goes down under. <laughs> Is that a porn? Maybe. <laughs> Probably. If not, yeah, I think you're thing. thinking of a porn. It's a yeah. Porn name if it is. Okay. Trademark. <laughs> pending. <laughs> Trademark pending. Excellent. You heard it here first. <laughs> hey everybody. Welcome back to another episode. We are They Mostly Podcast at Night. We are two best friends of 20 years who have not seen each other in like a month and a half or something ridiculous. It's been like, like three that. months. Has that like been three... something? Yeah, because we were supposed to get back together and then we couldn't because I got pneumonia. Oh, And right. then we got quarantined and it was like we took January off. So it's been like three months, dude. Yeah. The separation is real. It is. That's why if you hear me crying, guys, right now, that's why. Because it's been so long since we've been together. No, it's my allergies. Sorry. I know. It's like, <laughs> like I've, I've been like looking for somebody else to boss me around, you know? Hey, it's I don't boss you around. It's been weird. I don't boss you around. I just think you watch crappy horror, you know? Come on. <laughs> but that's still happening. It does. Somehow, yeah. <laughs> that is still happening. Can't avoid that shit for anything. <laughs> Oh, so um, I guess this week we did Phenomena, which... No, I didn't do my intro. I, I, I oh, stopped. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. You keep I going. I didn't finish. You keep going. You do you. No, I was just going to say that if you're new, what we do is we break down a horror movie. We take turns picking one. Um, then we break it down and we do trivia and we do uh, opinions and we spoil everything. And we say expletives and what else? Um, we do fanfic and we do arbitrary awards and we do all kinds of stuff. So give yeah. a listen. Check mm -hmm. it out. Yeah. <laughs> listen. <laughs> it's rad. Oh my God. I haven't heard that word since <laughs> like the 90s. It is rad. Check out these rad kicks, yo. Okay, I'm better. Um, this week was a chaos pick. Thank you, chaos. Uh, You're welcome. You picked Dario Argento's Phenomena, which yes, for those Muppets fans, Phenomena. Believe me. Yeah, I know. All day long. <laughs> yeah, it goes through my head too, believe me. <laughs> uh, it was done in 1985. It was an hour and 56 minutes long if you watch the version we watched, which was the Italian version. And it was rated R, and it got a 6.8 on the IMDb scale. How about that yes, tomato meter? Sorry. <laughs> I am, like, waiting for you to say it. Like, Brother of Chaos is in the while. room, and I paused, and I wasn't doing anything. And Brother of Chaos is like, how about, he's, like, mouthing to me, how about that tomato meter? <laughs> <laughs> he knows our podcast better than I do. <laughs> you mean Brother of Carnan? Yes, Brother of Carnan. Yeah, no, your because... brother is in my house that you don't have. No. Brother Carnage, yes. Can't tell him to shut up. Um, my brother. So, I'm so glad that you asked, <laughs> both of you. Uh, the tomato meter is at a 78%. No critic consensus, though. Um, 
audience score, 68%. Nice. It's pretty much all online then. Yeah, pretty There's much. No surprises there. No surprises. You ready for cast? Yeah. Let's do this thing. Let's do some cast. So, uh, Jennifer Corvino was played by Jennifer Connolly. Uh, from Labyrinth, she did A Beautiful Mind, House, and Sand and Fog. She was great in this. Like, I thought Labyrinth was her first movie, but I was surprised. She actually was one of those child actors mm-hmm. that was able to transition to adulthood. So I'm very impressed with her. Just got to put that out there. Yeah, she's a very good actress. Even I loved her in this movie. Yeah. I love her in this movie. Um, Frau Bruckner was Daria Nicolodi. Um, mother of Dario Argento's child. Um, the victim of his stealing some of her writing. Um, also appeared in his other movies, uh, Suspiria. And I think she was, wasn't she in uh, Crystal... The bird with the crystal plumage. Yeah, but she was also in Mother of Tears too, and I think she was in the last Dario Argento we watched too. Yeah, she was in Inferno too. So, Mm -hmm. yes, so that's her. Yes, she was. (laughs) Yeah, and she. uh, I don't know if she. I don't know if she helped write this movie, but uh, she's not in the writing credits. But that doesn't mean that she didn't help write this movie because. Dario's other favorite thing uh, was uh, to not put her on his movie credits, even though she wrote the darn movies. So. I did look it up, and I didn't Just see anything with her on there. So, I yeah, because I looked for that, too. Okay. And I'm like, I didn't see any trivia or anything that she was a part of it. So, yeah. Okay. I don't think she was. Because I know, like, she she was a big part of writing Suspiria and... Inferno and um, a lot of his stuff. Right. And I but don't know why she was still was even, a jerk. Yeah. I was going to say that he took on the credit and yet she still appears in his movies. I mean, and gives him a child. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I just, I question your judgment, girlfriend. Just saying. I know. <laughs> you might be with the wrong guy. Daria, come on. <laughs> like, if I was a lot, if I was a lot older, I'd be like, "Girl, let's talk." But I don't think she's around anymore. I'm she's not, alive. She... Oh, is she that's alive? the only no, one that kills is. off people. She's alive still. I did it. No, we, no, we talked when we talked about Suspiria. I, um, <laughs> I knew she was alive. Okay. <laughs> yes, she's still alive. <laughs> Yeah. Um and then uh Vera Brant was played by Fiore Argento, uh Dario's daughter. Which was what I was gonna say, Dario's daughter. Um she's also she also did costume design for a couple of movies. She's, that's what she's mostly known for is costume design rather than acting. So because she only did like two other movies. Okay. Um Sophie was Federica Master. Oh, let me try that again. Mastroianni? Mastroianni? That's Federica Mastroianni? Yeah, that sounds about right. Does that sound good? Yeah. Okay. Um, she's she Italian. She's mostly known for Italian movies that I cannot pronounce the name of. I can pronounce Phenomena. Aubrey <laughs> uh, Phenomena. Amore. That sounds beautiful. Um, and Il Grand Black. Ooh. So there you go. I don't, she was only in six movies. That's it. The last one was in 1996, so she's no longer acting in movies. The headmistress was the striking Dalila Di Lazaro. Okay, loved her, first of all. Just got to say that. She was mm-hmm. amazing. Um, and unfortunately, she is, well, no, she's, not, she's not unfortunately still around, but a lot of her stuff is also in Italian. So I don't know any of these movies, but check them out if you're into foreign films because none of these look familiar, but they look like they'd be good. Like Paganini, Silly cool. Connection, Killers versus Killers. Um, and she looks mm. awesome. She's just awesome. I loved her. She was so yeah, severe. Yeah, did too. Oh just my gosh. <laughs> she was wonderful. She was. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay, Inspector Rudolf Geiger was Patrick Baukow. Baukow, yeah, he's actually known for A View to Kill. Yeah, and Pretender Bacow. and Panic Room. 
I love him. Okay, cool. I used to watch him in the first under all the time. He's so cool. Uh, Professor John McGregor was the amazing Donald Pleasance. I don't know him. What's he from? Oh, shut up. (laughs) Just kidding. He's from Halloween, Halloween 2, Halloween Forever, Halloween everything. He's Halloween. Mr. Halloween. Actually, um, he is in a ton of terrible movies that I have seen in my database of terrible movies that I love to watch. There's a lot of Donald Pleasance that I will eventually make you watch. He he was in the House of Usher. Yeah, he no, he was he's a great actor. He was a Shakespearean actor. Um, He was he did a lot of theater. but he also did a lot of really bad, like B movies. You know, you take what you can get. Sometimes the he was. The I mean, I just... you know, he was also. I don't know if he ever turned down a part. <laughs> he was in. He some could have anchors. had like a gambling problem or something. You know. I have no know. idea. I he was a lovely man <laughs> though, so I I don't want to assume things. Oh, I will. It's okay. I'll assume for us. He had a drinking problem and a gambling problem, so that's oh, why he nice. keep working. Very nice. Just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Don't sue me. Don't sue me. Um, okay, Morris okay, Shapiro was played by Mario Donatone. Who, even though he was born in 1933, which makes him fuck old, um, he was still acting as of two years ago, even. He was in John Wick 2. Um, he was in The Godfather Part 3. He was in... Um, a lot of Italian movies again, but he's been in a lot of American movies too, like uh, well, like John Wick too, and um, hmm. Picasso Face, and lots of other stuff too. So kind of wow, hmm. pretty keeps he keeps going. He just yeah, keeps that's going. cool. Sing, sing. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah. Okay, and uh, who did I forget? Inga. No, I get didn't get to her yet. Oh, okay. I'm going down the line, man. All right. Sorry. So, uh, Bruckner's son was David Moroda. Oh, yes. I probably said that wrong. It's probably David. I don't know. but Oh, I bet it is David. That's a pretty name. Yeah, he's known for the Passion of the Christ. Oh. Which is weird. Yeah. Because he played a baby in it. And oh. he was. What? 30 at 40 42 at the time that's not I, weird I'm, at all i'm confused yeah it says but it says passion of the christ baby like we know he is a dwarf but that's just weird to me that he was a baby i, I don't believe that's the proper nomenclature isn't it uh isn't it, is it, little I person? it was. is that what it currently is I thought it was little person yeah Okay, because he's listed as that in other places. But okay, we'll go with little person. I, but yeah, I, I don't understand I, I how mean, he's as, a baby. As current as I am, it was little person last I knew. You're I more know. current than I am, so. Am I? I yes, yeah, so that's interesting. <laughs> yeah, you know, you usually are because you always usually say I say stuff wrong. So you oh, I don't know. Me and tell me the right things. Uh, well, I mean, like I said, I could be wrong, but the last I knew, that's what it was. Okay, so finally, <laughs> the nurse, the chimp nurse Inga, was played by the chimpanzee Tanga. Um, a very well-trained chimpanzee. Um, she even bit off the finger of Jennifer Connelly, who had to go to the hospital and put it back on. But sadly, this is the only thing she was in. So, That's kind of why you sad. can tell Jennifer Connelly doesn't want to get anywhere near her when they're in scenes together. <laughs> Yes. Well, it's not Dario or Jetto's fault. He's like, just he tells the kid to direct the chimpanzee. So Jennifer, because oh, you don't want to see uh, nice. Inga's back or Tandra's back, so he would direct Jennifer to you know to force the chimpanzee. Well, the chimpanzee that hated Jennifer Connelly and she bit her finger off. They'd go to the oh hospital to reattach it. Yeah. Nice. I'm like, fuck, fucking direct your own thing. You're the director. You direct the chip. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, really. So. Really? Oh the my chip gosh! The butt of a bamboo. That's awful. I loved Inga though in the movie. Oh, Inga was great in the movie. Yeah, she was a great little actress. Also, I would like a monkey nurse or chimpanzee nurse if I could. Me too. Well, I we've all known since like episode two that you wanted, you know, a helper ape. 
a little yes. capuchin. Oh my God. That'd be amazing. I still want that. Even though I call Zoe my cat monkey, I want a real monkey. I mean, she's just not enough of a monkey for me. And I said it then, and I still have to say it, <laughs> that we have to do monkey shines because of that. Yes, and we do. We Even still haven't done it. Forward, probably. No, we haven't. Do you want a little summary about this movie, though? Yeah. A uh, Give us a famous Carnage five-second summary. Yes. Girl goes to boarding school, sleepwalks into nightmare, things go awry. Ooh, I like it. I like it too. Yeah. I, like it. I actually like this movie. Like, I usually hate your picks. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I'm yeah. not a big Dario Argento fan. No, I'm just saying, I'm not a big Dario Argento fan. Um, I think he's overly stylistic, and I, I just. Like Suspiria bothered me. Um, which one was the last one we watched again? Inferno. It wasn't Mother Inferno. It was a little bit better, but there was still some weirdness with why is she doing that? This one was actually like my favorite of all of them so far. It was still stylistic, but not like overly done so. It was it was good. It was really good. I think this is the best one so far. Thanks. Uh no, I'm just saying. <laughs> You didn't write it. What do you say? Thanks for. I'm just saying. I liked it most out of the three so far. No, that's cool. Maybe he just keeps getting better. Um, and he's done a ton of other movies that you haven't even seen yet. That's all. I know, but I'm sure I will, though, right? Yeah, eventually you will. <laughs> You'll see all of them, especially, and then we'll and get the into like some too. Mario Bava and some others that I won't. And I won't saw and then I crazies. Won't, and then... I won't go into it. I want to see the original Crazies. Oh, no. The one on my list is the most recent one. Yeah, that's not what I'm talking about. <laughs> oh, I know, but it's it's on the list, so we got to watch it. So, yeah. Just kidding. Just kidding. So, tell me about this movie. Mm, well, you'll have to help me a little bit, because some of my notes are good and some of them are not. I don't know what my problem is. <laughs> I do. Do you want me to tell you? I suck, I guess. Oh, okay. Well, you already know that. No, <laughs> mm -hmm. So, okay. So, this movie opens up and we're in the Swiss countryside. And it is such a cool bus. There's all these uh, tourists oh, yes. getting onto a bus. I want that bus. That bus is amazing. Is that the one with the door swings open? Because I thought that was the bus that Jennifer was riding lately. Is it the same bus, maybe? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it might be the same bus where the door just swings open like a big fucking huge thing. It's crazy. No, that one, I thought the port door was pretty normal, wasn't it? No, that was the crazy door, the one that Jennifer Connelly was. Because then the chick goes back that was complaining about her not closing the window. She, we see her stop back and close the window. That was that bus. Hmm. Anyway, I love the bus. Um, keep going. <laughs> So, so this there's uh, this tourist Vera Brandt. She misses the bus. Uh, she tries looking for help. She goes along this road and she finds she finds this cute little house. Um, you know, it's got like it's uh, got like like local area Swiss elements of architecture and and uh, it's got flowers and it just looks like the cutest little house. Um, My dear, like. So, what? Something out of Hansel and Gretel almost. Something out of yeah. Hansel and Gretel almost. Yeah, like for sure. Like the little flower boxes with the flat red flowers and so homey and welcoming. Yeah. And she goes inside and she's trying to find somebody so that she can get help and she can get back to her tour group. But she ends up come she ends up getting attacked by a stranger who chases her all over everywhere and like up to a cave and like in through a cave and over a waterfall and then do a bridge who was chained up in the house we should say too well or was he, he really though yeah because remember because they, show, they show they do show that but remember later when they show the cop he's chained up like that too and he's not the guy killing people he's a victim oh so do we think it was the victim that escaped and then like I think that you're supposed to, you're 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 meant to think 
that it's the person chained up who attacks and kills her like and to get y'all excited like oh it's a maniac you know but yeah. i but i think it's not i think it's really um you know um and the killer is wasn't chained up i don't think the killer was chained up is what i'm saying gotcha so yeah. it's just made to look like that yeah okay and i don't think they got away is- no because I'm like, why would it take him so long to break out of those chains? I thought maybe, but yeah, I can I can see where you're at though to kind of make to like throw you off like mm-hmm. a red herring. Yeah, for sure. So that makes sense. But can we just say real fast? So how beautiful was that fucking house and the surroundings with mm-hmm. the the rail down by that wall? I mean, it was so beautiful, gorgeous, and all these this wa- gorgeous oh. waterfall that she uh, gets beheaded near. <laughs> <laughs> so eight months later jennifer corvino aka jennifer connelly arrives at the swiss richard wagner academy for girls chaperoned by frau bruckner who places her with her roommate sophie who's a french girl where she tells she tells jennifer that But she's not. She's Italian. That's okay. What? <laughs> she, the one that plays Sophie's Italian. It just makes me laugh. But she's like, oh, oh yeah. She's like, I'm French. I know. <laughs> so I'm just going to kind of like try to keep this just hit on the, the big points. But basically, Jennifer sleepwalks. And while she sleepwalks her first night out at the academy, she goes out onto the roof and walks along the roof and when then she stops and she she witnesses a student being murdered but i don't know if she really notices it because she's like asleep too so then she she turns around did she wake up yes no that's when she she was asleep that's not when she wakes up what she fell oh sorry right she doesn't wake up till she falls which i haven't said she did yet so Sorry. she doesn't so i don't so i don't even know she if she really knows she does, does she okay because i'm like i don't yeah, understand she how she it. remembers because she was asleep but whatever she so she she turns around and she goes back but part of the roof like falls away like ooh, really safe school and uh <laughs> she wakes up as she falls through the gap and her her shift gets caught her little nightgown with that she spends half the movie in gets caught for a while and she's able to like grab onto the vines along the side of the um school and then she drops and then she ends up like in the street somehow she walks further into town almost. yeah like it's almost like that didn't wake her up like she's still sleepwalking yeah and she walks like she... Into town and she wakes up in the middle of town on the road right it's so weird and then she gets hit by a car <laughs> yes <laughs> but she's okay like, she's fine crazy that she she oh i don't it, it was just crazy and then the guys who hit her they're like they come to see if she's okay but then they grab her and they put her in her car in their car and they tried to drive away with her and like molest her while they're I driving they were trying to take her home i yeah, that's just confusing i'm like are they molesting her or are they just trying to keep her in the car because she was trying to escape yeah i was like but it looks like it they're molesting like her they're but molesting then it looks like they're trying to keep her in but then I don't it looks know. like they kick so her weird. out <laughs> no she she jumped out and then, but then they, she rolled down the hill and they were like we can't find her and they okay, gave run up away. Like, really run away. fast they were like yes they're like, oh, she's immediately she out of sight. I bet she died. Let's get the hell out of here. Let's get out of here. <laughs> Probably. And they yes. just run away. But it's just so bizarre. And you're like, what the <laughs> fuck are they doing? Like the whole time, it's like very, you can't really tell what they're doing, but it seems bad. They're Swiss. It's fine, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so then she becomes lost in the woods. But fortunately for her, uh, a chimpanzee, it happens to be in the woods, a chimpanzee called Inga. Inga finds her. And in the movie, at least in movie magic, Inga likes her. (laughs) Yes. And she takes her back to uh, forensic entomologist John McGregor. 
who we saw earlier looking at Vera's head, which we know now that it's been eight months based on the insects from Vera's head. Yes. So interesting. And he explains how um, he solves crimes with insects. And uh, he has a monkey sidekick who plays with knives. Well, and it's his nurse. Yes, it's his nurse, but I like to call I like to call it <laughs> his sidekick who plays with knives. Um, <laughs> he explains about the eight kinds of insects that feed on corpses. I uh, I liked that. And then the cop <laughs> summarizes would. for him. Can like everything that he says, the cop then summarizes conveniently for him. It's kind of funny. He mansplains it for the rest of us. Yeah, like he leads us through the hard stuff when the doctor gets all <laughs> sciencey talking. So he just says that this was the head of a 14-year-old Danish tourist and their body was never found. <laughs> ah. So then, after that, was um, Jennifer McGregor talk a little bit. Yeah. And she tells him about how she's got this, this affinity for insects. That she like communicates with them, or she like they don't bother her. They never sting her, um, which was funny when she heard Frau Bruckner were driving together to the school in the first seat, like the second seat or whatever. And Frau Bruckner and the driver like freaking out because of this bee, and they're like, "Don't!" She's like, "Don't touch it! Don't hurt the bee!" Yeah, yeah. Because she's got this this thing with insects, so she she tells McGregor all about that. Which now they're kindred spirits, right? The bug doctor and the bug yeah, and, charmer. And it, yeah, and it's like the bugs all <laughs> act differently around her, and he always remarks on it and stuff. I mean, it's cool. Like, I did like her. Okay, so when I was a li- I got to tell this story, because when I was a kid, it's not really much of a story, but okay. I, when I was a kid, I was like the insect queen. Like, I really... <laughs> I was. I, um, I would make... I would, like go just pick up bumblebees and like get them to walk on my hand and stuff just like she did in the movie and uh i would uh go around to the caterpillars even the ones that were the kind that were like poisonous you know um stinging caterpillars and stuff i just put them all over my arms i never got stung or anything um i just i played with insects like all the time and and for with no consequences oh jeez they never hurt me. I don't know why, because I didn't know that there was like anything about them that I didn't know they would hurt me, and they didn't. You didn't know you shouldn't. Touch yeah, bugs. I didn't, yeah, basically, I. <laughs> yeah, I would play with anything. God. Okay, well that explains uh, <laughs> your thing for spiders and all things creepy now. So yeah, that makes sense. Yes. By the way, I uh keep tarantulas for the listeners out there. Oh, it creeps me out. <laughs> I have seven of them. God. Okay, anyway. I know you're up to seven already. You're up to seven tarantulas. Yeah. Ugh. I'm actually... We can't be friends anymore. Oh, shut up. I love my tarantulas. (laughs) They're my favorite. No, Dexter's my favorite, but they're a close second. Okay, good. I was going to say, come on now. (laughs) Come on now. My little man. I gave him a a mint tea bag tonight. He was freaking out. (laughs) He loves that thing. Oh, he was so excited. Anyway. uh... Um, Oh, okay. So... Oh, yeah. (laughs) So she goes back to school. Anyway, yeah, so I just want I just had that little personal story that so like no, so, I like that story. So, Gonna know for future reference for myself. So when I first watched this movie, I was like, Oh my god, this chick is awesome. This is like right up my alley. <laughs> so uh yeah, that was my story. Mm-hmm. Okay, good story. Mm-hmm. But she, because of this car like injury, like she's like more than just likes insects now she can like talk to them she can control is that them. why yeah it was the car i accident. thought it was just because she was oh see i thought it was just because she had good karma with the insects they like talked to each other that they knew she protected them i didn't think it had anything to do with the car accident that's creepy that part's creepy not that she yeah, just talked to part, her own. no oh, before that she she was just like friends with them like they would never hurt her and oh. she could like 
uh, she would pet them and stuff like that. They were her friends. But after the car hits her, then suddenly she like can communicate with them and she can control them. Um, I like uh, when the like when the bug squirts poo and and it hits Donald Pleasance in the eye. Well, in his glasses <laughs> eye. But then it makes the mating call when Jennifer Connelly holds it. <laughs> yeah, I know. I love that. <laughs> Oh, and then his his advice for what she should do about her her sleepwalking. Amazing. Wake up. Just say, Just I am sleepwalking. I must wake up. Don't worry about it. Just say that and you'll wake up and you'll be fine. You'll wake because up. Because when you're sleeping, you can tell yourself what to do. I mean, that's called lucid dreaming and I know it's real, but I don't think she's a lucid dreamer. I, no. She's a, just a troubled young girl. Yes. God. But so it's just hysterical to me that oh yeah that'll fix it just say i am sleepwalking i must wake up and i love how they kept it yeah, well that works with anything though like if you're smoking you want to stop smoking you'd be like i don't want to smoke anymore just stop smoking I must stop smoking that's how you did it right when you quit yeah exactly uh-huh. i just stopped smoking i'm like i'm not a smoker anymore i just stopped smoking <laughs> <laughs> oh good gravy so um Back at the school, she goes, she ends up back at the school, and the headmistress makes her get an EEG because of her sleepwalking. Already. Like, yes, like, like one, night. one time. It happens once, and she's like, you need a CEG. That's, that headmistress is very strict. I'm just saying. She's, I mean, she's beyond careful. I definitely oh, yeah. say, I definitely think she's a little beyond careful. <laughs> dominatrix type feel for her she too. totally does and i'm <laughs> so here for it i am living for it it is wonderful it is <laughs> yeah so and jennifer freaks out at that eeg doesn't yeah she? jennifer not feeling the dominatrix vibe <laughs> she um she she goes through the test after arguing back and forth with them about how she's not crazy and she's she already knows everything there is to know about sleepwalking because she's been seen by all the best sleep specialists and she doesn't need the stupid EG, yeah, but then they won't leave her school. alone. Yeah. So she says, fine, she'll go through with it. But then once she does, she starts having flashbacks to the night before, which she couldn't remember at the time. Yes. So <laughs> the headmistress accuses her of being on drugs and she leaves in a huff. So later on she that did she go back to McGregor after that or did she No, she goes Not to yet, Sophie. Right? Yeah, she goes back to her uh I think she goes back to her room and she goes to Sophie and she tells Sophie, like, you gotta help me out, you gotta watch me and make sure I don't sleepwalk again. And Sophie They're in class when that happens. Oh yeah, it's the next day. She then gives yeah, she gives Sophie the information, and Sophie's like, "Yeah, I'll, I'll cover you." Sophie turns out to be a bitch, though. I mean, yeah. let's be honest. Yeah, Sophie's a terrible friend. Sophie says, "Oh, sure, sure, I got your back." And then, as soon as uh, Jennifer falls asleep, Sophie gets up, puts on Jennifer's shirt, and sneaks out to see her boyfriend. Oh, that she put on by accident. Yeah, whatever. Oh, we watched her put Which, it on. We... Come on. Yeah. Can we just say, too, that Jennifer's father is a famous actor and Sophie's just in love with him and she knows more about Jennifer than Jennifer does. And that doesn't say stalker at all. No, that's really creepy. (laughs) And she's already sealing her clothes. So, you know what? Yes! I think... It's probably good that she died. (laughs) Yeah, because, spoiler alert, (laughs) Sophie's gonna die and it's probably a good idea because otherwise this this show movie would have veered severely off into stalker country single white female single yeah single white female territory over here jennifer dies (laughs) they never solve (laughs) (laughs) she mashes her face and takes the father i was i was caught in an accident i'm your daughter (laughs) oh my god and it works though because she knows more than jennifer does about her yes Oh, sorry. <laughs> okay, I behave. And she's like, remember when I was five and you took me here? And he's like, wow, you must be my daughter. And so then he takes her <laughs> home. And Anyway. Okay, I behave. Sorry, keep going. <laughs> okay, so Sophie ends up getting killed. She She gets chased through the woods 
while uh, there are cuts back to Jennifer tossing and turning. Finally, Jennifer gets up and starts sleepwalking, but she starts chanting her new mantra because she's asleep, but she's not asleep, but she is asleep. <laughs> yes. I don't know. She starts, well, and then she like, like fails basically and starts walking again, but then the door slams shut on her. So then she wakes up and doesn't sleepwalk. And then the, we go back to the killer catching up with Sophie in the woods. Sophie dies. Sad. Not really, though. Sorry, Sophie. You're a bad friend, Sophie. <laughs> you kind of deserve it, Sophie. Okay, but here's the, the kicker then, though, because this is what's weird, is that Jennifer goes out, blah, blah, blah. She talks to the firefly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She finds the glove with larva in it. It is a woman's glove, though. Mm-hmm. So who really is the killer then? Oh, well, I guess we're not there yet. That's a question for later. Keep... <laughs> Bookmark that for later. <laughs> we'll get back to it. Okay. So, yeah. She talks to a lightning bug. She finds a clue. She puts the glove on and finds maggots inside. And she sees flashes of Sophie's dead bloody face. And she knows that the killer's killed Sophie. Or at least we know that the killer's killed Sophie. So, then she ends up taking the train to visit um, McGregor. He explains to her about what maggots are. While I freak about how they're keeping the tarantulas behind her because they're not keeping them right. And, no. and it upsets me. Well, it was the 80s. They didn't know much about tarantulas well, back then. No, I get that. But their keeper or handler, whatever you want to call the, the wrangler, knew. <laughs> and those tarantulas were actually in danger of being killed the way they were. Do you so think they were real tarantulas or fake? They looked real to me. Oh, did they? Okay. All right. I'm sorry, tarantulas. So I just hope nothing happened to them. Anyway. Yeah, I was just like, what are they doing? Okay. (laughs) Oh, I love this quote from from McGregor. It's perfectly normal for insects to be slightly telepathic. (laughs) Of course it is. As it is. Yeah, sure. I mean, duh. Okay. Okay? Duh. Cats are too. So when Jennifer gets back to school, all the kids are making fun of her. Okay. Here's a problem I have. Okay. So, yes, girls were mean in school, but I don't think this fucking mean at all girl board. I don't know. I just feel like Dario doesn't well, really speak to the teenage girl. <laughs> I think they could be her. that mean, but like not around the headmistress. I mean, that's where yes. it gets weird for me. And that's where you know you're in a Dario Argento film because for some reason his headmistresses are all these dominatrixes who like enjoy <laughs> picking on the students with the other students. Like Yes, it's so weird. It just doesn't happen. That part is very strange to me. Yeah. I went to public school. I don't know, but I would I wouldn't think so, you know? I, I mean, know. I don't know. Because I haven't been to a Swiss board, girls boarding school, but it does feel weird <laughs> that the headmistress would not only condone it, but participate. <laughs> and she gets back and the headmistress and some of the girls are dishing about her and reading a letter she was writing to her dad about her new power over insects. She gets upset and grabs it from them and runs downstairs where all the girls start making fun of her some more. Uh, Everyone she passes by makes fun of her in some way, which culminates in them all standing around chanting, we worship you, we worship you, which was great. Yes, it was. (laughs) And then Jennifer just stands there with tears streaming down her face tells them how much she loves them as millions and millions of flies gather at all of the many windows surrounding them. Which I love how they did this. I'm going to break in for one yes. second. They, they did it with uh, a water tank and they poured coffee grounds into the water tank and then superimposed that over the film where the picture of the house is. That's how they got the special effect for the the flies all swarming the house. Wow, that's creative. How cool is that? Yeah. That was so cool. And that's how they did it later, too, with the moon. It was, again, the, the coffee grounds in the water huh. being dispersed. Cool. So I just thought that was cool. That is yeah. really cool. Now I want to watch that again, knowing that. I I, I looked for that. I'm like, oh, yeah, you could tell. I'll let you know about it. So. 
Don't forget, though, she's called Diabolic. Yes, she is, and she collapses. And she wakes to find the headmistress talking to a nurse at her bedside. And the nurse is supposed to be watching to make sh- to let everyone know when she wakes up. However, the nurse falls asleep, so she conveniently she- gets up and leaves. Worst fucking bodyguard ever. Yeah. Or watcher or guard. I mean, and she's not even, like, she's a deep sleep in, like, two minutes. Yeah, she is. Like, Jennifer makes a sound and she doesn't wake up. It's like, what the fuck? So Jennifer decides to go see McGregor again. Uh, and she talks to him and they discuss how, when she got hit by the car, it gave her the power over insects. And then he tells her that she and the great sarcophagus fly are going to lead uh he are going to be his detectives and find the bodies because this psychopathic killer keeps the bodies near them so she can talk to the sarcophagus fly and tell the sarcophagus fly to go find the bodies and it will and then that way she'll find the bodies and then she'll be in a psychopath slayer as like a 15 year old and that's great. Oh, I was going to say 14-year-old. 14 oh, she is 14. And with a fly. With a fly. As her only weapon in her box. Yes. And that's great. That's, that all sounds fine. That's smart. He deserves to die, too. I'm just saying. Well, spoiler alert. <laughs> so That very night. <laughs> so uh, the fly does take her to that really cute house from the beginning. It's empty now, however. Nobody lives there anymore. She's found by the estate agent before she can find any remains. She runs off because she's not sure what the hell his deal is. And neither are we, frankly, because what the heck is he doing to her? <laughs> it's just real weird. Guys just treat women weird in these movies. Um, it was the 80s it, in Italy. Yeah. That says Actually, in Italy, it's probably still the same. Let's just be honest. <laughs> I don't think much has changed since the 80s over there. You're talking about your people. I don't know. They are my people, yes. So the fly finds the maggoty hand. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, God. That came from that glove. Ew. Ew. Uh, me and- Wait, do we think it came from that glove? That's what I assumed. Oh, see, I thought the glove came from the killer is what they were saying. No. Because that's what they're talking about, the maggots. The maggots came from the the corpse of the... And they had the maggots for the glove because that's from the corpse. That the maggots gotcha. are in the glove because the corpse was in the glove. Okay, well, the, the, when you get to the house of the killer, the maggots are friggin' everywhere anyway, so... Yeah, they are. Yeah. Okay. You're doing great. Geiger shows up, too, then. Because that's how we um, see Geiger again, because he's important, right? Geiger? Yeah, the detective Geiger. Patrick Bacow. I didn't think he showed up there yet. Yeah, he showed up at the house right after Oh, yes, he did. No, the right. The real estate agent sent him away, too. But mm-hmm. he doesn't, the real estate agent doesn't know anything. He doesn't know when the last person left. Uh, who was it? I'm like, what good are you, dude? Yeah. Why are you even there? I mean, come on. It was weird. Yeah, he the that's right. Um, okay, so good. I'm glad you remembered that because I <laughs> wasn't thinking about it. I was about to move on to that night when Inga gets locked out of the house and uh, the killer gets inside and stabs uh, our buddy McGregor. It's so sad. <laughs> that's why I'm laughing. Because you're laughing at how sad it is. Yeah. It's so great though. He's got he's in a wheelchair, so he's got this like this this chair lift that goes up and down the stairs. And and because he's a disabled man, right? And when I said he's in a wheelchair, and he's the killer stops it part way, and then he's like fussing with it, fussing with it, and then the killer starts it up again, like full blast, and he goes right into his blade. It's just kind of funny. Oh yeah, well, I mean, when you look <laughs> at it like that, it is funny. But <laughs> I'm just sad because McGregor's such a sweet man. Dude, he dies in every movie he's in, let's be honest. Pretty much. He's like the Sean Bean of his time. Let's be <laughs> oh my god. Yes. Yeah, so Inga's, so. it's so sad though too, because Inga's like trying to get back inside so she can help him and 
Because if she could get back inside, you know she could maul that killer, like throw that killer around like, like a freaking ragdoll. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. Jennifer Connelly's lucky because, frankly, they could have gone, you know, she could have gone for her face and that would have been way worse. Oh, God, especially at that ending scene when Inga's pressing her face into Jennifer Connelly's cheek. I'm like, dude, what are you doing? Yeah. She's going to maul you. Mm-hmm. Come on. I trust her. Misplaced trust, just saying. No, heck no. Chimps are, oh my gosh. Mm-mm, no trust. Well, somehow Jennifer's there, like, when they take out the body. Like, she just shows up randomly. I don't. Like, all of a sudden, he's got all these neighbors that show up when they're taking out his body. So, yeah, it's just sad because Inga's, like, trying to save him and she can't. Yeah. Okay, finally we're getting here. Yeah, Jennifer flips the fuck out when she sees them take out his dead body. Oh, yeah, she does. She is very, very upset. She's not going back to that. So she is done with that school. (laughs) She, the first thing she does is try to get a plane ticket out, out of her dad's lawyer. He says he'll, Morris, 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 he says that he'll uh, send her some money after she, after she complains enough about the school. Um, But he doesn't send her money. He calls uh, Frau Brucker, Brucler. I don't know. I've been calling her Brucker, whatever, Frau. Frau Frau (laughs) we need lightning to like strike bruckner okay so he called he called frau bruckner and she comes to get jennifer and says no no you don't have to go home you know you can come home with me for the night you don't have to spend the night at the school but i couldn't get you a plane ticket until tomorrow morris is going to meet you but your plane ticket is until tomorrow so come home with me tonight and it'll be fine oh by the way i have a son but you won't see him so she takes jennifer home uh she's living in this huge place that she just moved into eight months ago Uh jennifer starts walking around the house and she goes into a room and finds a doll that she thinks is her son i don't know why I know, and Daria Nicolodi is just like, you think this is my son? What are you, an idiot? And I'm just like, you just wanted to call her an idiot like this entire movie, haven't you? I just can tell. Yeah. So I noticed, I noticed before they even mentioned anything about it that all the mirrors were covered. Like yes. mine. Uh, what? She, what? Wait, what? Hmm? What? What? I thought that was no. Never mind. <laughs> never mind. She. Uh, I never noticed. She. <laughs> you should notice sometime. She wants a pill, or she makes. She wants Jennifer to take this pill, like so bad, like to take her for. She says it's for something to sleep. Her headache. To get, or there it yeah. is to get rid of her headache. Um, but. So Jennifer goes into the bathroom to take the pill and she won't let her in. And she's like insistent that she should be in the bathroom with her probably to make sure that she takes the pill. But uh, Jennifer takes one of the pills of the two pills that she's given, but it makes her sick. So she like makes herself gag. So she throws it up. No, no. She sees the larva. She's wiping her mouth off after taking a a glass of water. She wipes her mouth off and there's larva everywhere. Mm -hmm. There's larva all over the, the washcloth, over the sink, over everything and that's when she makes herself vomit up the pill because she realizes it's poison i thought she realized it was poison when it started making her stomach cramp no no she realizes it only after she's she sees the larva that's when she's like poison after she sees the larva why would seeing larva everywhere make you think you had just ingested poison i don't know but you know that makes no sense right i think she it doesn't, but that's what happened. I I just that is not why she was. That is not why she thought it was poison. Oh, see, she thought it was poison because she started having stomach cramps. Okay, well, she vomited it up anyway. She does. She, luckily, yeah, it's still whole. Yeah, luckily. And Frau Bruckner is like pounding on the door at this point. Yeah, like what the fuck? Why you open the fucking door? I don't know at that point. When you realize she tries to poison you. Come on, Jennifer. You idiot. But she nonchalantly goes over to the phone. I'm just going to go over the phone here and call the police. Don't mind me. 
So uh, Bruckner, Brookler grabs the phone, yanks it, yanks the cord out of the wall. Then she goes over to the other room that has the phone, yanks that cord out of the wall, locks that room. And then she locks Jennifer in a room, right? Yeah, which is kind of weird. It's kind of like purge, like where the metal comes down. Like there's no way in hell she got that done in eight months. I mean. Oh, yeah, I know, right? That was weird. It was very where the metal slams down there's, there's no way mm-hmm. in or out you know that was cool yeah, yeah. it's very purge like but she finds um a window at the top of a door that she manages like at first she tries to just get the phone that's in the other room like with a hook mm-hmm. but the yeah. phone falls into a, a hole in the floor of this <laughs> other room Okay, so she gets herself wedged through that window and into this other room. And then she goes and she just immediately, like, she hears Brugler coming back. And so she immediately jumps into the hole, okay, hole in the floor. And the first thing I thought of was when I go and put crickets into my tarantula's enclosure. (laughs) And those dumbass crickets, the first thing they do is run right down into the tarantula's burrow. And that's the first thing I thought of when she went down into that floor. I was like, you are a fucking idiot. Well, we should say, too, that the reason Brooker left is because she saw Geiger coming to the door. Yeah. Like she saw someone coming up the driveway and she would have to go get Geiger. Mm -hmm. So uh, while Jennifer is doing all this hole climbing... She hears men, a man, man screaming. Mm-hmm. So that's why she burrows under when Brookner's coming back. I think it was like a last resort for her, honestly. Yeah, but... It was either hole or... It's still, it was the same thing. It was just like, I just, I cracked up because I was just like, it's those fucking crickets, man. They just, they just go right down in the tarantula's burrow. Like, she's doing the same thing. She's a fucking cricket. So... She gets down into this tunnel and this man grabs her and pulls her into this room and she starts screaming because he's like chained oh. to a wall and he's a bloody mess and she thinks that he's trying to hurt her and he's like, no, no, I'm I'm an inspector. I'm trying to help you. And then she like, oh, oh God, she pulls away from him, trips, falls over backwards and lands into this pit of dead body soup. Oh, it is. It is dead body soup. It is the most disgusting thing ever. I still have a visceral reaction. Mm -hmm. I can picture it in my head and it still Mm -hmm. makes me want to squeak. Oh, Oh, gross. And she can't get out of it. It is so squeaky. It's like she's drowning in this this death soup. Oh, Oh. yep. She can't get out of it. She keeps going under. She's got, she's covered in like brown goop and crunchy things and there's dead bodies everywhere and it's so disgusting and she can't get out of it. And then Frau Brookler comes in and starts laughing and laughing and Bruckner. laughing at her. Brookler. Brookner. There's a, there's an L in there too somewhere. There's no L in there. There is. I swear. B-R-U-C-K-N-E-R. Oh man. All right. <laughs> Yeah, well, while she's yelling at her, this is also very gross. Geiger breaks, breaks his, his thumb, own thumb so he can the cuffs off. So he can, yeah, get one of the chains off of his wrist and strangle uh, Bruckner, right? <laughs> yes, yes, yeah, he beats the shit out of her and then he starts strangling her. Yeah. And- during that time, Jennifer is able to get out of the death and soup. And instead of, God. yeah, Jennifer manages to pull herself out of the death soup. And instead of helping him kill Bruckner, she runs down the hall and gets away and, like, just leaves him there to hopefully win, but he doesn't. Spoiler. Because she leaves him there. Yes. Nice of her. An idiot. Real Again, nice. Idiot. Real nice, Jennifer. Well, she hears the boy crying. Yeah, she does. So she so she goes to go ahead. Go ahead. You're, you're no, go no, ahead. no, no. Please, I've been talking enough. Well, she goes to go comfort him and say it's going to be okay, and he turns around, and he is deformed in the face. Yeah. And um, as Dario doesn't refer to him anything in the film, but he refers to him um, outside. I guess outside the film, like while they were talking, that he named him. Uh, Pato, P-A-T-A-U, which he actually named after a real genetic disorder, which doing our research, we found out like 90% of the kids don't actually live past, what was it, age one? Yeah. 
so it's like and the, I think the oldest boy was like 11 so it was really weird that he used this chromosomal disease mm-hmm. for this boy but yeah that's what supposedly it's it just causes a severe deformation of the face and but anyway especially like <laughs> like asshole move to make the person with the chromosomal d- disease like the bad guy like to make him like yes. a, a freak killer too like asshole move okay dario just like dick move all right just saying yes i agree um yeah so the freak was the monster yeah like the monster was the freak. Yeah. fuck off with that shit okay all right now that we've just established that we can move on <laughs> anyway so he chases after jennifer they actually make it out of the yeah, house. He's got like a fucking she spear. She makes it onto a boat. Yeah, he's got the spear. I mean, that's social distancing. So I'm just <laughs> going to say that right now. Smart. Smart killer. Social distancing himself just in case. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so he they make it out to a boat where he pierces. Hey, he's immunocompromised. Uh, well, yeah, he's got to be careful. <laughs> yeah. That's why. Exactly. <laughs> So they make it out to the boat where he actually spears the frigging gasoline can, which is on the boat for some reason. That's another story. <laughs> and um, he dunks, after fighting with him, he dumps in the water. And she goes to start the motor and the boat to get away. And of course it catches on fire. Right. Because it's been leaking, so she, it's been leaking gas into the boat. Which, how to leak a fire science would tell us that's not what would happen right but that's okay so she goes into the clearest bluest water of a water tank mm-hmm. and david catches up to uh pato catches up to her i want to call her david after the uh the actor's name but pato catches up to her and they fight and he she he ends up in the fiery flames of the lake of fire which has spread like it's gasoline instead of actually water yeah. but that's okay yeah movie yeah movie magic movie magic some there uh and then she gets she manages to make it to shore and she sees morris he finds her so it's all gonna be everything's gonna be okay she runs to morris yelling his name and then suddenly morris is brutally decapitated by a piece of sheet metal by a piece of sheet metal (laughs) brow Fucking Buckner didn't die because Jennifer left the inspector. (laughs) And now Morris is dead. And then she pins Jennifer Connolly down to the ground with the piece of sheet metal. Ow. Right across her neck. It doesn't kill her. But doesn't kill her. She just wants to taunt her. Sharp. One swipe. Right. Killed Morris. But she presses down on it. It doesn't even cut her. Right. Not weird at all. But she does um, confess to the inspector and the professor's murders. And then when you think all hope is lost, Inga arrives. With the blade from the very first scene that she dug out of the trash can again. Go, Inga. Because it's, um, what is that thing called? Shit. Scalpel? No. No, that's not what I mean. Um... That literary literary device, uh, Chekhov's gun. Chekhov's gun. It's Chekhov's gun. Oh, okay. It is Chekhov's mm-hmm. gun. Yes. That blade was in and... the beginning. It had to come back at some point. Oh yeah. Why it was in the trash can, we'll never know. But that's okay. Because <laughs> that's how I dispose of my knives and scalpels is in the trash. The trash can. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that way the garbage bag can get a nice surprise. Mm-hmm. You know. Oh, I'm go. Oh, sorry, you lost a finger. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> unreal so you liked this movie i'm glad to hear that yes it was good i was surprised i didn't think i'd like it but i did i enjoyed it quite a bit and there was i was confused okay so i will say this i was confused at first because i was like trying to find this movie it's supposedly streaming on shutter supposedly she streaming on roku it's supposedly streaming on amazon prime we had trouble watching it we will say that or at least i did i had to finally watch it on my phone for some reason um but it would pull up creepers i'm like no i don't want creepers what what the fuck? <laughs> i want phenomena didn't know it was the other name of this mm-hmm. movie was creepers because i guess america yeah the american when they originally creepers. when they originally released it in america they changed the name to creepers for some reason yeah <laughs> Because we don't know what a philosopher's stone is. Right. <laughs> exactly. It's the old philosopher's stone. Yeah, it's American. We don't know They're what so a dumb. 
Um, yeah, and I actually learned something in this movie too. I did not know. Um, our dominatrix headmaster taught me something. I did not know Be- Beelzebub meant Lord of the Flies. What? So I, I missed that. that. It cut out Beelzebub? my end and I didn't hear you. I I did not know that Beelzebub was uh, known as Lord of the Flies. Oh, you didn't know Lord that. Flies. I never knew that. Oh, really? Thank you, Dictionary Infernal and Phenomena. You learned that? But did, you, you didn't? From this movie. Yeah. No, from this movie. I, didn't know that. I knew it was another name for Satan. Yeah, I knew it was another name for Satan, you know, and one of the seven princes of hell, but I did not know it was Lord of the Flies. So, yeah. Okay. Have I hurt your feelings? By no, I'm just surprised. Yes, I did not know that. Oh. If I did, I I sure locked it out of my memory. But <laughs> I don't think I ever knew that. I don't know. I re- forgot a lot of stuff I learned in Catholic school. So, yeah. We're just going to ignore that. Mm. Okay. Uh, little trivia, because we didn't get to filter it all in. Um, I just wanted to say, you know, the final scene where, uh, which we didn't even talk about, uh, Pateau is swarmed with all the flies, and that's how he burns up, because the flies, like, cover him, and um, he gets so distracted by that, Jennifer gets away. Mm-hmm. They actually brought in two million eggs and incubated them in an oven, and then they put glucose all over um, David Marotta's, the one that played Pateau's, um, makeup and wardrobe him. And mm-hmm. the flies were attracted to it. And it was all gross. And those are real flies. And the flies stayed in the neighborhood for weeks. Because, you know, the crew thought they would just go away. They would just open the windows and everything would be fine. Yeah, no, are you serious? The, the crew thought that the flies would just go away? <laughs> yes. Science clearly isn't their strong oh, point for a lot of reasons. No, no I have to say. Um goblin actually did some of the music for it uh we also have an iron maiden track in there which is different and a motorhead track yes i didn't remember any kind of like modern music from any of his other movies so that's a little different for him oh there's yeah there there are other argento movies where he uses modern music oh okay i didn't remember it maybe it was just my memory i could have sure locked you haven't seen them oh okay i was thinking the ones we have seen i had i didn't know about that so Okay. And um, of course, we get the murder victim through the window. Thank you, Dario. That is one of his trademarks. That's always good. It's usually in Jalos, too. Oh, is mm-hmm. it? Okay. They only attributed it to him from what I read. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, I, and... I don't know. I, maybe, it's, maybe it's not, I, but I seem to remember that. Like the black glove of seeing like the killer like silhouetted in like a. a you know, raincoats and a fedora and the black glove and the knife. That's oh, very yeah, that. giallo. And... I love his use of shadows. Mm-hmm. I will say that in this movie. It's amazing. So throughout the whole thing, the use of shadows is great. It is beautiful. So, and I love the location. I, I tried to find where the location was, and it just says Italy. That's so unhelpful. <laughs> the location is gorgeous, especially that gingerbread cabin oh, that we were gosh, talking yeah. about the very first scene. Yeah. It's just so gorgeous. Beautiful. And even the, um, the Richard Wagner house, mm-hmm. um, except for you know the crumbling ceiling tile, that's a kind of a problem. But otherwise, I mean, that's beautiful, too. So. Yep. It was good scenery. I just couldn't find much about it, unfortunately. Yeah, that's too bad. So, yeah. But yeah, it was a good movie. So I enjoyed it. Good. I'm glad. Um. So how about we rate it then? Sounds good to me. You go first. Here's your movie. Okay. Um. I will give it an eight and a half. I really like it. Really? Yeah. I watch it a lot. This is phenomena the chaos story is this this the full title i don't know if you knew that but i did not uh, know that they didn't have yeah, to right yeah they did um because i i too have strange powers over insects that's why i keep tarantulas after all tarantulas aren't insects <laughs> they're spiders they're not no yeah no <laughs> actually they're not um tarantulas are more closely related to ticks than they are to spiders and scorpions as well I tarantulas are not true spiders they diverged Jeez. with they diverged on a fork uh quite a long time ago on an evolutionary fork and they they kind of like stayed where they were and spiders kept evolving so tarantulas are kind okay. of like 
the dinosaurs of spiders. Interesting. Yeah. I still don't want to see them or pat them, but cool. <laughs> well, you don't have to. Well, my rating is actually a little bit higher than yours. I'm going to give this one a 9.037. Wow. Um, I enjoyed it, and I enjoyed the surprise factor that I actually enjoyed it. So <laughs> good on Dario, and good on you. Wow, that's cool. I'm glad that you gave it such a high rating. That's awesome. Sadly, we have no fan fiction, yeah, so maybe we bummer. should just get busted. Well, I wanted to make some up, but I was thinking it would be, you know, all, all of my fan fictions are always like two of the characters go on road trips, like solving crimes or something. So I'm not like the best for making these up because I was just going to pair up Jennifer and Ingrid and or and I or Inga, not Ingrid. Oh, my gosh. Jennifer and Inga. Inga. And say that they could go on the road solving mysteries together. Well, mine's going to be uh, Jennifer with Ed, Ed and Eddie, and she teaches them her ways of talking to the insects. Ooh, I like it. <laughs> Thank you. We got some good Ed, Ed and Eddie back finally at last. Yes. Yes, finally. It takes time. All right. All right. All right. Well, <clears throat> We are part of the Morbidly Beautiful Podcast Network. Go to morbidlybeautiful.com for all things horror. Horror movies, horror news, horror stories, horror everything. Um, they are home away from home. We are hosted by Anchor.fm. Um, we are on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, because iTunes technically is now Apple Podcasts. Anywhere where they have podcasts, we are there. You can find us. Uh, you can go to, we would really appreciate a review. If you could go to Apple Podcasts, leave us a five-star review, then take a screenshot of it and send it to podcast at night at gmail.com. We will send you a free vinyl sticker. Won't we, Carnage? We will. It'll be beautiful. Yep. And if you're interested, we have a merch store. It's We will have a link to our Threadless store in the show notes. But we've got t-shirts, bags, pillows, just about everything you can imagine. But not hats, but mugs and children's clothes, baby clothes. You definitely want blood-spattered baby clothes, don't you? We know you do. I do. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be it for me. So I'll just say goodbye and stay bloodthirsty, friends. And good night from Carnage. And as always, we were filmed in front of a live studio audience of cats. Also, also, hmm. we should say um, we hope you are all staying healthy and safe in this time. You know, we're from the U.S., we're from Ohio. But which I want to say, we're thinking of all of our audience members and that we hope you're. You're doing well. So stay if you're bored, healthy, stay well. come on Instagram and talk to us. Slide into you know, our DMs. Here. Yeah, we'll totally Or just that, comment so. on our posts and, you know, whatever. We'll talk. We want to talk. That works too. Mm -hmm. <laughs> all right. Well, we hope you're all good and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.